0: Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. all of you here and online if you have your Bible or your Bible app go ahead and open those to the gospel according to John this we're gonna read just one short verse of the gospel of John which is going to be kind of the theme for our our passage today our topic today we've been in this series where we are it's called the heart matters and we're taking seriously during this season of Lent uh, what the Bible has to say about sin, and we're looking at those seven deadly sins. And we've uh, been looking at this to, to be serious about it, to show how these particular sins of pride and envy and anger and gluttony and greed and all those ones that we have in those categories become very messy. They multiply and make our lives very messy. And even though they seem small, like things that happen in our everyday lives or happen on soap operas or television shows, that these are really serious things that destroy our relationships with one another, really destroy the relationship we have with our healthy selves, and ultimately destroys and breaks down our relationship with God. And so we're looking at these very seriously, and yet we also are saying that we're not taking them to be superior to the work that Jesus Christ can do in my heart and in your heart when it comes to these particular sins. And so if you have your Bibles, open to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, and we're going to read verse 10, just the second 10. So once you've found your place there, would you, online and here, would you stand in honor and reverence for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? This is Jesus speaking. I want you to hear this good news this morning. have come and have it to the full. Word of God that is thanks be to God. You may be seated. Can you believe it's been about a year since all this roller coaster craziness has taken place and begun? It was a year ago today that uh, some of you gathered. We were kind of uncertain. We uh, strapped an iPhone to a music stand right down there because we didn't have cameras and we didn't know what was going on. And we did our first Facebook Live service. And over this time, I don't know about you, we, my family, my household has been very fortunate that we have not had the virus come to us. But starting about late July, I noticed that maybe I didn't have COVID-19, but I had put on COVID-30. And, uh, and so I was uh, really struggling. I decided I need to do something about it. So I got out there and I started doing some run. Now, the problem is, is that I I ran before. I've run a marathon. I've run... I did that once and only once. I, uh, I've run a half marathon. I've run a couple of 10Ks and some 5Ks. So I got out there and I'm ready to go. I thought, oh, I'll just go a couple of miles today. I got about halfway through a half mile and I'm just dying on the vine. The problem is when you've already been a runner and now you're trying to be one again, is that you remember what it was like when you could run, and you get very frustrated. And I was beating myself up about how hard this was, how long this was taking, and and suddenly something came to me that helped put everything in perspective. And it was simply this phrase that's on the screen behind me or on your screen at home, and that is that the goal of running, run. There's no goal time and this wasn't a race I wasn't trying to beat anybody just the simple goal of running is to say it with me I ran for half a block whoo goal and for a full block those blocks in my neighborhood are pretty long even better if I run some blocks. And I walk some blocks. It's okay because the goal of running is to what? Run. And keeping that idea going in my mind as I've been doing this, then just this past Friday, I was able to run, and run a whole run of a K. Now, nobody was running against me. It was just me. But the goal of running is what? To run. Well, our passage today seems to kind of have a play on that theme when we say then that the goal of living is to what? To live. The goal of living is to live. And Jesus is wanting to make this even more when he says that the goal of kingdom living is to live to the full. The goal of kingdom living is to live to the full. Now, what does that mean? Well, you know me, we're going to go to a Greek word. The Greek word for the full, life to the full, is the Greek word parason. You want to say that with me, don't you? Ready? One, two, three, parason. Say it one more time. One, two, three, parason. It's a very simple word, but it simply means full, yes, but literally it means to, it means To be beyond measure literally means exceeding measurement. It's beyond so vast, it's so huge that it's beyond measurement. This is what Jesus says when he says kingdom life is living to the full. It's living beyond exceeding measure. It is life in all of its aspects, in all of its manifestations to the maximum. To the full. And this is the life that Jesus came to bring to you and to me. So the goal of living is to what? And the goal of kingdom living is to live life parason, To live life to the full. To live life in all of its various aspects. Beyond measure. So what does it mean to live a full life? Well, I think a good place to go that kind of deals with this is for us to go back into the Gospel of Luke. So turn to Luke chapter 2. One passage. You see, we have Jesus as our teacher. And in some of the other series that we've been looking into, as Jesus as our teacher, it means that we should know what he taught and we're following in his ways. And this is one way where it talks about Jesus and life. It's just another one verse, but I want you to hear it. Luke chapter 2, this is right after Jesus had been his parent. One parent thought he was with the other parents. (laughs) Parents, have you ever done that? I did that. Mom, My mom and dad did that. I remember the time falling asleep in the back uh, after church, and I was probably, I don't know, five, six. And mom thought I was with dad. Dad thought I was with mom. I woke up in a dark sanctuary. I walked out into the foyer just in time to see mom come to a screeching halt under the, uh, the, uh, overhang there, <laughs> coming to find me. But Jesus had been left behind and he was in the temple and they were amazed at how he was teaching the leaders. And Mary and Joseph were nervous and says that he, dis- he went with them and then this verse, and Jesus grew. In wisdom and in stature, he matured, and in favor with God and with man. So if Jesus grew in all of these categories, then our goal then is to follow likewise, to pursue growth in all of these ways. I love this quote by John Wesley, if we can put that up, because he, he said when he reads this verse, this is what he says, it plainly follows Though a man, and I assume women too, were pure, even as Christ was pure, still they would have room to increase in holiness, and in consequence thereof to increase in the favor as well as in the love of God. That the goal of living, the goal of kingdom living, which is to live exceedingly and abundantly beyond measure, paid in. We strive towards and we look in. And there are a few categories here that we're going to look at these things. Four categories of this abundant life, this full life. And of course, because it helps you to memorize them, they all begin with the letter W. The first one is right there is wisdom. Wisdom is a part of full life. And full life needs ongoing growth in wisdom from God. It's not just about reading a lot of books. It's about gaining wisdom from God. This is one of the things when God created all there was when God created the first human beings, our parents, his desire was for them to learn wisdom from him. Now, there was that tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But God said, don't eat from that. Why? Not because God was just a killjoy. But because God wanted Adam and Eve, our first parents, to learn wisdom from Him at the appropriate time. And as they grew and matured, they would be able to handle more and more wisdom that came from those walks with God. The same is still true if it was the same for Jesus. It is true for us that for full life, we need ongoing growth in wisdom from God. Next, we need uh, workability. This was a bit of a stretch. Maturity. We needed workability. Let's see what that is. Ongoing growth, then full life, needs ongoing maturity in work. That means in our ability to to earn a living, to have a job, in our ability to work in our families, to be present to them, uh, to learn what it means to be a mom or a dad or a brother or a sister or a child or a teenager. It also means, what does it mean to be a part of my community, to be a contributing member to society? We not only need to grow in wisdom, but we also need to grow in work And Jesus, it says, did that. He grew in stature. He matured. And there is a need for ongoing maturity within a person who is striving after life to the full. Number three, want to look at growth in worship. Growth in worship. It says that he grew in favor with God. Full life requires ongoing growth in the worship of God. We need to lean in to participate in what it means to worship God. And as we do that, we grow in favor with this God who longs for us to have life and life to the full. And lastly, we need growth in witness, ongoing growth. This full life requires ongoing growth in sharing our experience of Jesus. It's not just a Memorizing your Bible, it's not just about leading someone through the plan of salvation, but it's also about leading, letting someone know about how Jesus has impacted your life, your real life. That also is about full life of witness. So wisdom, workability, worship, and witness. You're probably asking yourself, are we in the right series right now? Do we change all of a sudden? I mean, you haven't even mentioned sin one time yet, Pastor. We needed to set this one up a little bit differently. But remember, the goal of life is to live, the goal of kingdom life is to live to the full. And today, we're going to look at sloth. This is a tricky one, thinking of this character. And if if you don't know who that character is, you need to go watch Zootopia. It's a fun movie. Oh, my goodness. And you will love the sloths. But we're not talking about the creature of sloth. We're talking about sloth as one of those deadly sins. In fact, in the ancient times, the early church fathers said sloth is really the final sin. That God deals with in the heart of a, of a believer. Is that that sloth that's there. Now I need you to think about this because we think of sloth as laziness. And I want you to know that sloth is not simply laziness. It can include some laziness. But it's not what we think about laziness. It really comes from the from the Latin word acedia. You want to say that with me? One, two, three. Asidia. Let's try it one more time. One, two, three. Acidia. And that is not just simply laziness. What acidia means is that you are failing to engage with your real life. You are failing to fully engage with your real life. Do you see why I needed to set up what life was all about? And so, you know, with, with this definition or this idea of sloth, it's about, it means that there are a lot of times we check out. There are, there are a lot of times that we numb ourselves and escape from our real lives. And believe it or not, you can numb out or escape from your real life in your work. So it can't just be simply about being lazy. Because sometimes, some of the most slothful people are workaholics. They may do a lot, but they have checked out of their real life and their real relationships. They are numbing themselves with the accolades that they get from working 70 and 80 and 90, and however many hours it's possible to work in one week. But we can numb out in other ways. We can... We can numb out uh, with work, we can numb out with things, we can numb out with experiences, we can numb out and escape with magic thinking. (laughs) With magic thinking. That if, oh, you know, my my marriage will, will be okay, just get better eventually. I keep showing up. I tell her I love her every night. We can do this. And usually, this magic thinking, this sloth, this Numbing out and escaping happens and is driven by fear of failure, by fear of stress, or by just the stress or fear of the difficulty that may or may not come in our lives. This is really what sloth is all about. So let's move back in and let's look at this life, this life to the full that you and I are called to be a part of and what happens when sloth gets in there. Let's look at sloth in. I want to give you a personal example. When I was in college, I felt called to ministry. At first, I spent a lot of my first couple of years in music thinking I was going to be a rock and roll star. Then all my hair fell out. It was the 80s and 90s, and you just had to have hair to play rock and roll then. It was then that God began to deal with me about a call that God had placed on my heart to ministry. Actually, when I was very young, I'd kind of been running away from that. I got into these ministry classes, it was really exciting. But when it came to ministry classes, I could simply ask the question, what would dad do? My dad was a pastor. He was a really good pastor. And when it came to those ministry classes, I could kind of just sit back and escape by asking the question, what would dad do? Write it down, and a lot of times it was right. Those more academic classes like Greek and Hebrew and Bible classes, not so easy, and my grades showed it. But I was escaping into this. And it wasn't until my first master's degree, my first class, that Dr. Steve Green gently but firmly reminded us that we are called to love God with all our minds. That God flipped the switch and put his gentle finger in saying, Hey, bud. Sloth is here, and I came that you could have life and life to the full. And the goal of life is what? To live. To live. Next, let's look at sloth in workability. Let's look at sloth in workability. Sloth in workability. Again, I want to give you an idea. This is that idea that, hey, my, my marriage will just work out, or my kids will know that I love them if do the right thing, or my job will suddenly be awesome. I'll get that promotion even though I'm doing the bare minimum. This is that magic thinking where we escape during that time. Again, I can, I can give you an example of from my own life. There was a time Lori and I had been married about seven years, and we seemed to be drifting apart. I wouldn't say we were arguing or fighting or those kinds of things, but there was a drift and we decided that we needed to spend a season in some marital counseling. Is that okay for a pastor to let you know that he and his wife don't have everything worked out all the time and we're not perfect? We we've had a we've had a couple of seasons of marriage marriage counseling. But it's season, I remember we came in and we got to know our counselor Sharon and she began to understand our relationship and we got to that point where she was able to make some suggestions of things that we should do. And we would come in and we would talk about our relationship without having done the things that she thought we should do. And I remember the the counseling session when she gently looked at us and said, If you're not going to do the things that I believe will make your marriage better, it's not going to get better. Rocket science. And it was again as if God was coming down and... Putting his finger in that counseling room on our shoulders to say, hey, are you sure you haven't fallen asleep? Have you numbed out? Are you just magically thinking that because you come in here and tell somebody what's wrong, that there's not something you can do? Remember, the goal of living is to live. Thankfully, we were able to do those things and begin to move on. Let's look at sloth in worship. Sloth in worship. Now I know, how can I check out in worship? Trust me, it's possible. Your faces sometimes. Even when you don't have on. Sometimes we say, ah, but I sing, if I like or know the song. But to live, to really lean into ongoing growth. In worship means that we prepare our hearts for coming in to the sanctuary of God's presence. When was the last time you took even a minute on a Sunday morning to just say, God, help me to know you are with me. Help me as I sing to make those words that some artists and put to pen and to song. Help me to experience the truth of those words. Help me to sing all of who I am, not just my voice, but my whole being. Great is Your faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. To Not just this is not all just about singing, but to what is the the scripture that is going to be read. God help me to engage with it, not to just check out, not to be thinking about what dinner is going to be afterwards or where we're going to go or what I have to do tomorrow, but to be fully engaged, fully present in the midst of the world experience. When was the last time you entered in here? Or into your living room for worship with your heart hungering for God. If it's been a long time, maybe God is bringing his finger to your shoulder and saying, Hey, wake up. I laid down my life for you that you might have life. And the goal of living is to live. And part of the abundant life is to worship, to spend time in my presence. Have we numbed out to worship? Lastly, sloth in our witness. This is where we say, yeah, well, witnessing, that's the pastor's job. Pastors to do that. That's what we pay them for, right? To go out and get people and bring them on in. No, it's not. The job of a pastor is for us to train together, to go out. I have a role in witnessing. Yes, I live in a neighborhood of wonderful people who I'm trying to get to know in order to be able to share my experience of Jesus with them when the time is right, when they are ready, when they have questions. And I can't wait for COVID to be done so we can hang out in the street again. But the truth is, we are called, you are called, to share your experience with someone else. What Jesus has done in your life. And the truth is, sometimes we can get pretty numbed out about the idea of witnessing. Sometimes it's because we're afraid that we don't have everything figured out. I don't know enough Bible. I don't know enough theology. I don't know. We're waiting. But Jesus says, I came to give you life. And if you can share what life I have given to you, who knows what it will do for someone else. There are simple ways to do that nowadays. You can... Go right now uh, or right after this service and share. We have a year's worth of sermons on Facebook and YouTube. and be simple. If there was one that you really loved, just share that. Put it on your Facebook page. I really like this sermon. God really spoke to me through this. Chat me up if you, Do we say that? I don't know. Talk, you know, instant message, no, instant message, oh my goodness. Private message me if you want to talk about it. It's not hard nowadays. Sometimes they simply by doing something for someone. And they wonder why. And you get an opportunity to share what Jesus has done for you. Folks, as I was preparing for this one, this one really grabbed me as pastor. And as a long-time pastor here, over 12 years we've been together. And before I became your pastor way back, way back, before there were, you know, before the pastor who was before me, this church had double the attendance at least and more than what it does now. And we thought it was a great church. And it is a great church. And we've spent a lot of time deconstructing, or I have, Why that happened, why things went awry, and we can place blame wherever. The truth is, sometimes we can numb out when we're behind someone else who's really good. And the truth is, you had a pastor back then who was an evangelism machine. In fact, some of you were like, it was like you got to know him, he got you in the door, and, and you had a, an encounter, and you went, and then you, he never spoke to you again, because he was busy going to get somebody else. Which is wonderful. But it can leave the rest of us numbing out, and just saying, oh, pastors got that. When the goal that Jesus has for all of us, not just for pastor's, is to really live and to live into our witness and to share our experience of what Jesus has done in your life to give you that life to the full. Is that okay for me to say? I hope so. So the remedies. I've been trying to give you just a few things that you can do throughout this season of Lent. The remedies for sloth is action. The remedy for sloth is action. I know that that just seems like craziness, but it's true. I want to give you a few things that you can participate in during this time. If you're noticing that maybe I'm asleep, and maybe I'm not really living to the full like Jesus died for me to, there are a few things that you can participate in. One of them is called praying the hours. That doesn't mean you bow your heads and say 1, 2, 3 a.m., It's a simple Jewish tradition that they prayed when they got up, they prayed at noonday, and they prayed when they went to bed. I know that sounds simple, but to have that schedule of an on-time action where you're spending time with God and your intention is to grow into that full life that He longed for you to have is simply when I get up to pray something. If you have no words to pray, it's okay to pray the Lord's Prayer. It's okay before you get up to say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. That took what, five seconds? But you will find then that you can think about your day and pray as it begins. At noon, you can pause and say this prayer. And, and then you can think about what's coming up and what has transpired. And then before you go to bed, you can think about the day and what is coming up next as you are praying. Because the goal of living is to What? So you can pray the hours. The last few examples I'm going to give to you as acts. Acts. One of the first things that we need to do to begin to let go of sloth and begin to lean into the full life that God calls us is acts. The first one is A, admit that you are afraid. Admit your fears. Admit your doubts. Admit that you have maybe been trapped in sloth. You've fallen asleep, you've numbed up, you've checked out. It's okay to admit that. That's the first step, is to admit that to God. To just say, God, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid that the task is going to be too difficult. I'm afraid I can't get there. I'm afraid I'm going to waste my time and energy. It's okay to admit your fears and that you have numbed up you have checked out the next construct your daily plan down at some point and construct this daily plan you want to go through something that has really been helpful to me is this now i don't know if you've noticed this maybe it's just because i'm a pastor and that's what facebook wants to market to me but um seems like journals have been a big thing lately there's the Kairos Journal. There's the Christian Living Journal. I got this one. Uh, the Monk Manual. Fits me, right? But it just gives me an opportunity not just to write down what I have to do in a day, but at the end of the day to reflect on the highlights, on when I was at my best, on when I felt unrest, when I was afraid, when I was struggling, and then how can I improve tomorrow. And it does that for you. Daily, for your weekly, like today is Sunday. So tonight, before I go to bed, I'll look back over my week and the goals and those kinds of things. And at the end of the month, I'll look over the month as well. It just begins to help me be aware of where I have been tempted to fall asleep, to numb out, to not engage with the full life that Jesus died for me to have. So maybe you want to construct a daily plan with God. You don't have to do this. You can do it on on a computer. You can do it however you want. But it's important to construct that daily plan with God. Third, with all that you trust Jesus' words are true. That Jesus did really come so that you, you that are online, that, that you could have life. Life to the full. You may need to say that out loud at some point, every part of your day. Jesus today, I am trusting that you came that I might have life and life to the full. And just simply acknowledge, declare that there is something about speaking into your day. life begins to make it. Oh. I believe that's the Holy Spirit at work. And lastly, You just need to start. You need to start. Start today. Because the goal of living is to live. And the goal of kingdom living is to live life to the full. And the good news is, you can start today. As I was thinking back over this, I I have given you a lot of personal today, it might be that your pastor struggles right here. When I was thinking back over those 10 goals that we've been looking at, those 10 goals, if you're new with us, we have 10 goals that we've been striving with God's help to help us accomplish in these last four years. And we're, what, two years in, two years, or we're about to come up to year three, beginning year three. And it's been amazing to see what God has done. To pay down, to pay off debt, to send an international missions team, to learn to invite people. And I don't believe that COVID has thrown God at all. But when I was thinking back over these 10 four goals, God reminded me, do you remember, Jeff, when you wrote down some of those goals? And I had to say, yeah. Some of those goals I wrote down about year four of me being the pastor here. And I added to that sheet in year five and six and seven. And Jeff, when did you start announcing those goals? Year 10? See, it's real easy even for pastors to fall asleep, to numb out. Now some of you will be very kind and of course, of course it's God's timing and when it was ready and maybe we wouldn't have been ready at year 5 or 6 or 7, but year 10, come on now. This is something that we need God to gently, And yet clearly put his finger on in our lives. Because we have so much in this life that can distract us. And so I'm going to invite you today to start. I'm not here to make you feel guilty. But I am here to wake you up. Life he lived. And Jesus died that we would have life and life to the full. And we are called to share that with ongoing growth in wisdom, in workability, in worship, and in our witness. Are you ready to start today? Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming that we might have life and life to the full. Be truthful. Sometimes we fall asleep. Sometimes we're afraid. Sometimes it's stressful and just seems like we're not sure. So help us to trust your words. Invite us to admit our fears to you, Lord Jesus. Help us to construct that daily plan that will lead us to life and growth in areas of our family and our jobs and our, with our kids, with our relationships with you. Help us to trust you. But more than anything, send your Spirit to help us start and start today. For you have been so good. And we long to live into the full life that you died for us to have. We pray and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand and receive this blessing? Would you stand online at home and receive this blessing? We call it a benediction. And now, brothers and sisters, my friends. May you start today to live the life that Jesus laid down his so that you would have. A life that is full. A life of ongoing growth in wisdom and in work and in worship and in your witness. I pray that God will lead you to just simply admit where you're afraid. Help you construct a daily plan. Help you to trust His words. And I pray, most importantly, you'll have the blessing of starting and starting today. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Folks, the goal of living is to what? To live go and live in his strength and power you here in the building and you online thank you for joining us we'll see you next week god bless you thank you for tuning in to cross communities podcast we hope you will join us next week